Hey, Peter. Hey, we do a lot of trading on these intros. What if we did a whole episode about the art of trading? The art of trading. Sounds like- good. <laughs> I'm Adam Menace. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Daily podcast. Music of advice. course it is. It's, you'll hear it. <laughs> So this is lesson one. Bad trading. Bad trading. We're killing the old granddad today, by the way. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, as we often like to do, in the words of the esteemable, uh, is that a word? Esteemable? Yeah. Estimable. Estimatable. No. Esteemed. With great esteem, Mr. Christian McBride, yes. I can tell you a few things not to do. Oh, yeah. We like to start neg- negative, and yeah. that is to not listen. Listening, and if you don't listen, you, it's very hard to trade because you hear, speak, see it, you see it before you hear, hear before it. Before you yeah. hear it, yeah. So yeah, no. this is not not how you trade. No, so there are there are, but there are some actually some practical things you can um, put your attention on as you're trading. Being being that with a drummer, like say you're trading fours as a drummer or with a drummer, or you're trading with another instrumentalist. Let's start over again, man. Are you sure? Yeah, we, this one good. All right. I mean, we're getting there, but right. I think the intro. <laughs> like, are you sure? It doesn't matter now. We done. Lovely. Okay. I'm Adam Annis. And I'm Peter and you're listening you, to the you'll Daily hear Music Advice. Of course coming it back. is. No, you'll hear it before you see <laughs> That's it. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's not good trading. That's not good trading. See, we're already teaching. Yeah. It's a te- We call that a teachable <laughs> moment, <laughs> yeah. right? Because if you don't listen, yeah. you can't trade. Are you listening yet? Do what I say. No. Do <laughs> what I Yeah. Don't do what I do. Do what I say. That's right. Yeah. Um, okay. So the art of trading we're talking about today. Yes. Right? What is number one? Listen. Right. But yeah. before we get to that, okay. we are brought to you by Open Studio, which has a number of courses, some of which deal with trading. Did you know that? It, it does. You know how many courses have uh, trading involved? How many? All the courses. Oh, do they all? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just waiting for my moment. Yeah. Well, I was thinking in particular of uh, an old gem that we pull out every now and then and have fun with, which is called Rhythm Section Fundamentals. Oh, that's such a number good course. One. That's yeah. a fun one. We, we, we do a whole... Uh, thing about trading and playing as a rhythm section and stuff, and we got courses for pretty much everybody now. You know, fun fact: we have our original rhythm section fundamentals uh, on the way out. Rhythm section fundamentals two. We're not that far off. Yes. So fans of the first one, is it the same that. personnel on two? Yeah, I can't even remember. It's we you did. and Ruben okay. and, and Gregory. Oh, Hutchinson. nice. Yeah. So check that out soon. I got a question for you because you've got your beautiful mm-hmm. ironed. I, I watched you iron that hat for Come twenty on. minutes before. You're you're so vain I'm with your precious. blues hat. I'm not that precious. What happened? What, did the blues win something last year? Oh. World, C- World Series, something. Anyway, um, but this hat, I've, I've come to the conclusion, it's not happening, is it? I mean, this is nice. You know what it is? I'm not a hat guy. Which it is, looks, you know what it looks I'm like? I'm not a hat guy. It looks like a <laughs> nightcap, and not like <laughs> not like this kind of nightcap. No, it really does. It looks like- Like uh, it needs a tassel. Yeah, it was the night before Christmas, and all through the house. <laughs> Little Petey was at home. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you know what I need? I need one of those, like the uh, the, the long john underwear that's the yeah. onesie. I need a onesie. You need a onesie, this. and it needs a tassel. <laughs> well, yeah, why? Why do we have? These? I'm not a hat guy, which is weird because I'm probably challenged. It looks a little. I mean, it looks a little. I, I can't say it. But. but you know what? It's so cold out today. That's why I pull out the. It was 17 degrees this morning. Was it really? Yeah, it's a little warmer now. Yeah, it's going to be like 55 tomorrow. Oh, this is great. Okay, yeah. I love talking about the weather on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Listeners love yeah it this is a week later in a different city than yeah. you live. I'm just happy we haven't made it to Byron Lovelace yet. <laughs> oh, By- Byron's <laughs> coming, man. He's our new number one fan, man. 
He's, he's the kind of the mascot of this That's podcast. Right. I love too that he his whole appearance here was totally negative. Like he, he was like <laughs> I know giving criticism. Byron, please write in again. We love you, man. We do. Please yeah. give us a comment below, like Byron Lovelace oh, did. Yeah. And we have a special surprise that you don't even know about at the end of today's yes, episode. Sir. What we are going to be uh, giving a shout out to some new informal partners that we have there's a wonderful new podcast i'm not even going to mention it from right here in st louis why wouldn't you mention it why would you bring it up and then not mention it i'm gonna men- i'm not gonna mention it until the end of the episode Oh, okay because sometimes our material is a little stale and people won't stay unless they have a carrot at the end word so anyway we're gonna i'll tell you about it at the end okay and it's got a fun little connection that you might not even know about you um young intern alex might not know about either with this other episode with the you'll hear podcast okay that people are listening to now. So stick around for that. Very exciting. I'll give you a hint. It's about hand surgery. That's very yeah. specific. That's very. That's exactly what it is. We're daily music advice. They're like weekly hand surgeon advice. But there's a nice little tie-in with you here. So awesome. Okay. Cool. All right. So the art of trading. So we already revealed that the most important aspect for trading, or really anything, uh, when we're playing music, is listening. But it's especially important in trading because yes. if you're just waiting your turn. That's like having a conversation with someone and you're just waiting to say what you want to say, which yes. is how actually a lot of people do have conversations know, know. and it's terrible. And really, this, this, is the, this is a great point. Listen, but I would say for this conversation, like good conversation is just right up there <clears throat> and listen to so much in it. But it's kind of like you can think that you're listening to someone when you're having a conversation from that you can even do all the eye contact. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But if you're listening, that's not enough. You also have to... You can't put your expectations upon how long their phrase is or when they ask a question or when they throw the ball back to you yeah, yeah, to yeah. speak. Like, like you have to listen openly. Yeah. And I think that's an important part of trading that gets lost a lot of times, especially in the sort of specific, like, let's trade fours at the end of whatever, grooving high. You know, or it's like, let's trade, you know, and the expectation is, okay, everyone has to do it in a certain way. Yeah, I'm going to listen, but you're, you're, you're forcing everybody into a box or forcing the drummer into the box. I don't like that. I don't either. I'm not so, a box guy. No, we're going to give you some specific ways that you can actually listen and be involved in the trading. Have your attention where it should be, which is with the person that you're trading with. Yeah. You know, we're not, we're not doing this in a vacuum. We're doing this for the connection with the players on stage. So... I don't know about you, but one of the first things I go to if I'm not feeling connected on stage is I will listen to pick out one little thing. In, in If I'm tra- trading with a drummer or trading with a bass player or whatever. I actually did this just last night in my gig at Thurman's with Montez. Uh, we were training for us. We were playing mostly standards. Our regular bass player, Bob, is out on the road with David Sanborn. Drop yes. that name out there. Yes. And so Jeff uh, Tane Watts on drums. Jeff Tane Watts on drums. Good for you, Bob. Yeah. Love you, buddy. And yeah. uh, Ooh, a, little, a little sarcasm in there, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> leave us all behind. That's fine. No, but uh, we had a, a, a Ben Wheeler filling on the bass. Nice. Great bass player. So, But, you know, we were just playing standards and just kind of feeling our way through a new relationship, right? And so I'm trading with uh, the drummer, and I'm feeling like, ah, am I really into? Am I really in this? Like, I need to get my head in this. So I'll pick one thing. So maybe we, you and I can just trade a chorus or two of an F blues. Okay. And you go ahead and start, and I'll try to pick just one thing from what you play, be it rhythmic, melodic, intervallic, something. Okay. That you play, and I'll try to then. I'm not going to mimic you, but I'm just going to pull that thing and use it as inspiration. Okay. So like a trading four situation. Yeah, let's trade fours on an F blues. Two, a one, two. Thank you. 
Exactly. Nice. Exactly. <laughs> no, so you, I mean, man, it's so, so much fun to play with you, but uh, there Likewise. was so much to draw from, and I, I was just trying to pick one thing. So I think in your first solo, you did like a little, um, like a little triplet thing, and you did mm. it kind of like inside the changes. Mm. I, now, I wasn't trying to mimic exactly your lick, but I yeah. was like, okay, I can do like the same amount of notes of a triplet. So you can hear me pick that out. The second thing, you ended your phrase with this little like like little sixth mm -hmm. uh, interval. So I was like, okay, I can play with six in this four, you know? And yeah. I didn't stick with that the whole time, but it's kind of a jumping off point. Yeah. It makes me connected. Like even just the act of, of telling myself, I'm going to put my attention on something you're doing and try to pick that out. Yep. That means that we're connected in a way that's, that's on a much deeper level than I'm just waiting my turn. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, you, I think the, the, the art of trading is, at a high level is the art of wedging yourself between I'm just going to wait my turn and maybe even I've got planned out what I'm going to play no matter what the other person plays. Right. And then the other side, which you mentioned first, which is kind of mimicry, which is a, not a great way no. to have a conversation ever. Not a great way to have a conversation And, and it's ever. also like... It's, and it's, it's, not, it's also like... See? It's yeah, terrible. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's, it's sort of like some people think, oh... It, it, what's difficult is if you're playing with somebody like say you're a young player and you're getting up at a jam session, you know, with Jeff Tane Watts and you got that opportunity, of course you're going to be like, Oh my God, but now I'm going to be trading with Jeff Tane Watts. It's very difficult to say I'm at the the same musical plane as him. And so we're going to have a conversation The tendency is to be like, I'm going to totally defer and mimic or, or just, you know, play whatever he plays because he's so great. Yes, it's Jeff Tane Watts. But or you try are, to impress with my or own try thing to, I'm well, that's bad. conceiving of. As that's a, yeah. right. So that's kind of the beginning part of the wedge. You know, you still have to go in the middle. This is not about, oh, am I worthy or whatever. If you're there playing, you, we're all in this together. And you, you know, you have to have this ability. And I had this opportunity quite a few times when I was young, so I started getting comfortable with it. It's not easy, but it's definitely one of those things when we're talking about it's sort of a mindset uh, of, like, what's going to make this... It almost becomes a solo, I think, when you're trading for it's like one solo to the listener, but they love the interaction. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. but these these it's, it's kind of like the cheap way to go if you just go to mimic, right? Because even people kind of see through that. It's just like you're banging them over the head. You, there is a time for that occasionally. Yeah, but I mean, you can build to that. It's a funny thing. It can be a funny thing, but it's not something that you want to use as a tool to connect with the player that you're you're trading with. But if you are listening to what you're what they're doing and you pick out just one thing that you hear that kind of strikes you, right? Like or there's that. like it's a triplet. Oh, okay. And when I get there, I'm gonna do like a triplet, maybe of a similar shape. I'll start. Yeah. And then let it happen. It's like if you're you know, if you're inviting some people over to your house and you know, the family's Indian or they're or like a you know, a famous Indian chef and they come over and you're like, Oh, I'm gonna make this great Indian full meal with costumes and all that. It, you, you're trying a little too hard, but you might take one element right. from Indian cuisine or culture and then work it in with whatever your thing is as, as a nice little tip of the cap. That's right. But don't bang them over the head with it. So I have two other ideas on this that I, I think I'm I, hungry for Indian food, as you oh, can tell. Oh that's my what gosh, I'm thinking. Man. I that place we went yesterday was the the Thai place. That was I, that was good. Southern Thai curry that was that's amazing. right. Different yeah. country, different continent, but I hear you. All right, we, well, might, we might have to break the beats <laughs> in the balance. All right. Uh, no, so the, the flip side of this, I think you could do is to, and this, this, the flip side actually requires just as much concentration on what your partner is doing as trying to pick something up, but that's trying to do 
the opposite of whatever they're doing. Yes. So I'm going to try to contrast you in yeah. a way that actually complements what's going on. Right? Okay. So let's do the same okay. thing. You start with the F blues, uh, and we'll trade fours. We'll do two choruses. And I'm going to be listening to what you're doing, and I'm going to maybe pick one thing out or even just try to pick out the vibe and see if I can kind of contrast that in a way okay. that it doesn't take us completely out of the tune, but it definitely is like I'm I'm trying to compliment you in a way that's not okay. mimicking at all. All right. all right. Maybe we'll go a little faster. Sure. One. Two, one, two, three, four. Sorry, the little slide down at the end. Yeah, so perfect example. So you kind of came out the gate with some chordal stuff, some forests or whatever. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to just kind of groove on some chords the yep. first time. The second time, you got even a little busier off of what I was doing. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go even simpler, some melodic stuff. Third time, I'm going to go back to the chords. You're doing these single note things. I can make my own way of this. And it's like a nice juxtaposition of each other. Yep. And it still matters what you play to me. And it still matters what I play to you. Yep. It's just a different kind of mindset. you know. And yep. you can. the cool thing is you can kind of go in between these, like picking things out and trying to be the opposite. It doesn't have to be one or the other all the time, but these are just different ways to connect to the player that you're playing with. Yeah, that's good. And and probably the way we just did it there was a little bit unusual in that I sort of took what, you know, how you set it up. Like I wasn't, I was listening to what you were doing, but we sort of knew that I was going to be leading and you were going to be reacting and right, stuff. Right. And that I think is something that does happen in, in effective trading, but it's not as, you know, you do it more when the moment calls for that, which normally, I mean, first of all, we're not doing a lot of trading as pianists, although we did some really fun gigs last year that yeah, involved some trading, but it was more like playing together two, two pianos, uh, but pianists just don't get a lot of opportunity to do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if you think about trading with a drummer, with a horn player, vocalist, I mean, so many different interesting situations, I think it's important to have all these different ways of doing it so that... I, I don't know that you'd ever go a whole solo of trading like that, but you go into that at the appropriate time. That's right. It's just a way to get you in there and a yeah. way to interact with the player you're playing with without, again, just mimic them, mimicking them without just conceiving of something that you're going to do in a vacuum. Yeah. It's a way that you're still involved with the music that's going on in a spontaneous yeah. nature. And so, I was just thinking, it's just kind of ironic. We were talking about Jeff uh, Tane Watts earlier. I remember getting a chance to play with him when I was, oops, drop that on the ground again. No, when I was really young and totally unqualified to play with him, just a little bit. Um, and I remember he did. And, and of course, as I I'd listened to him a lot because I was a big fan of his, still am. And then over the years, having heard him a lot and playing with him some. Yeah, one of the greatest drummers in the world. Yeah. No but even fan. then, I remember like he has a way of, and this was not even necessarily within trading. Like he can be very active in terms of his comping behind your solo. He has a way of actually kind of mimicking what you're playing. But it's so artfully done that yeah. it propels you to play better. Right. The same thing you already play. It's it's not. It's definitely not mimicry. I shouldn't say mimicry. It's it's like a mirror he's putting up. But he'll do it in a way that almost like forces you, you into developing it in an interest. Not even force. Just assists you if you'll listen. Yeah. And be willing to. You know. And he definitely does that the way he's, he's plays. painting around you. He's, he's filling in the around. negative space. Yeah. But but I mean great he's such a great listener. 
like and that really is what it goes to. like like when you can hear and i know other drummers that are really good and they're they're more into the mimicry thing it's like yeah you're listening to me but you're just like you're just mirror it's not even like it's like a mirror when you turn it a little bit and it's an interesting yeah. angle it's just like straight in your face i see what you're doing you know it's not even like that are there any musicians in your experience at the highest levels that you've been a part of that aren't great listeners or that aren't actively involved in the music that are just have blinders on. I don't see how it would. No, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, maybe it's possible, but I just, I don't see how it could be. I think that's the biggest lesson from this. The next time you're at the jam session and you're not engaged with what the other players around you are doing, think yep. about that, that none of the players at the highest level would ever play like that, would right. ever have blinders on, would ever be thinking about no. what they're going to play and only what they're going to play next. And you know, you have some kind of fussy players at the high end as 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 you would be if you For were sure. at the Jeff Tane Watts level <clears> or whatever, <throat> or Keith Jarrett, I'm thinking like where, I mean like, I don't know that Keith Jarrett really plays with anybody that's not at a high level. Um, and then somebody like Jeff Watts or, you know, me. Oh, I'm, 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 I mean, about, I'm saying like, there's some really great players. Jeff Watts is at that top echelon, but he might play with a lot of people and have more tolerance, but he also has that art of uplifting those around right. him, which yeah. is a different skill. Not all great players have that, you know, so that ability and willingness to play with somebody that's maybe at a lower level than you, but to make them better. This side note here, but I just saw announced on social media today, uh, a European tour for Chick, Christian McBride, Brian Blade Ooh, trio. There's a lot of listening together. going on there. I'm I sure. know that's yeah. something I got to see live that I haven't seen live. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, all right. One more idea about this, and okay. let me know what you think about this. But have you ever tried to continue on as you would imagine the person uh, who just maybe uh, solo to four try to continue their solo as you as you hear it? You know what I mean? So like, if you play your first four bars of the blues. My goal would be to listen to what you're doing and actually pretend like it's me soloing and just try to continue on what I think would be happening in that solo next. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. Continue the narrative. And so it's not, again, mimicking yeah. because I don't actually know what you would no, play. No, it's continuing. Yeah, it's yeah, continuing yeah. with how that should go, right? Yeah, and I think that's that's another one that's that's really useful and um, I definitely use uh, at times, but like probably not as a continual like straight trading thing but especially with drums like right. like i try to think think and really with certain kind of drummers and look you always want to lead let the drummer i think kind of conceptually lead a trading because a lot of time it's it's his or her solo yeah yeah so you don't want to be like oh this is an equal time for us to all do yeah, our yeah. thing no this is a time to make their solo like let them lead and and that might they might be opening the door up for you to play a lot but you're letting them set the tone well you know why i thought of this technique is because i feel like all the great drummers i played with this is what they do i know like if Oftentimes, i end if yeah. i end a solo like or, or my four with like they'll be like don't 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 uh, you know what I mean? Like I mean, they great continue. drummers are great listeners. They just keep those yeah. rhythms going. Like they keep the language happening. Like it's still me playing. Yeah. You know. And I think you know another thing. Great drummers. I mean, all great musicians have this, but the drummers seem to have, and even jazz drummers, especially, have an even better kind of overall conception of the architecture of what's going on. Maybe because I mean, we always joke like, oh, you don't have to know the changes, but the good ones do. I mean, they know everything that's going on. They'll embarrass kind of, you. Yeah, if you, they're if like you're not the, careful. They're the police. You know what? Yeah. I realize like some of the best, my favorite drummers are like the police man and police woman. Oh yeah, they're they're, they're, they're form police for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, so yeah, no, I think that's a good one. Um, and actually, I have a little bonus. I didn't mention this. All right, a little bonus, okay. a little a little, little love lace bonus for you at the end. Oh. <laughs> uh, maybe no, a, a, a way to kind of go next level with trading. Byron Lovelace. Byron. 
out of Milwaukee. Yes, um, but we'll get to that at the end. Alex cracks up every time. Man, we say we the only words. say this to make him laugh. He's so unprofessional. He's so unprofessional. So, um, and we have to always call out his name when one of us plays behind the other one talking because that's the impetus for us knowing who he is from that comment on YouTube. If you don't know about this, listen to the last two episodes, especially two ago at the end. We really did a nice little homage to Bahon. little theme song. Bahon, yeah. yeah. Bahon. <laughs> So, um, all right, well, that's trading. Leave, leave us a comment uh, on the YouTubes if you're here. What's big shout-out to YouTube. Keep on searching. Keep on Googling. Keep on um, you know, and uh, big shout-out to Google. We heard they're building things up nicely. Uh, we're going to have a bonus, but special special uh, event at the end. You probably forgot already. You've been drinking that granddad. You don't know what's going on. Remember? What? We promised our listeners something today. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's and it was not podcast. the Byron Lovelace song. That's a bonus. <laughs> yes, so we are honored to be loosely, just tenuously connected with a brand new podcast. We're going to link uh, below yes. to this. Like the ligament from my thumb to my forefinger. Well, loosely connected. <laughs> yes. So the name of the podcast is The Upper Hand. It's some friends of ours, a couple of, uh, it's Dr. Chuck and Chris from Washington University Medical Orthopedic uh, Center, some world-class, world-renowned orthopedists. That's like saying a musician's name next to like Jazz at Lincoln Center or something. Like to say, exactly. Yeah, that's a big deal. These yeah. guys are rock stars. And especially for the hand yeah. here at this, I mean, people are coming from all around the world to do their specialty. Uh, I mean, to uh, to uh, have be worked on by these great surgeons, and they're super nice guys. And we, uh, they just started a podcast, and it's great. And they claimed just a tiny bit of inspiration from us, which was fun. And really, the only connection beyond it being two people talking about their craft, yeah. I think is is their passion for what they do. So you might think, well, I'm not in the market for uh, a hand surgeon's um, uh, podcast, but. Yeah. Almost everyone has at least one hand. Well, for pianists, it's super special. Give me a hand for that one. You know what's <laughs> We're looking funny for too? a hand up, not a hand out. Yeah, yeah. Can you handle that? Okay. You know what's funny about podcasts, though? What? Like, when it's interesting people who are very knowledgeable about what they're talking yes. about, I can listen to just about anything me on too. a podcast. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? And so check them out. I think you might enjoy it. Oh, and they do some great... If, I mean, if, in fact, we're going to link to one... Of, I think they've got already five or six weekly episodes in, but we're going to link to one in particular because they, they go on some sports tangents that are super interesting. So, so they do a little analysis of Steph Curry's yeah. uh, finger injury. With they some, both worked for professional sports teams, They, they do that yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah, they're not working on Steph Curry, as they were very clear to say, uh, but they do have an understanding of... Of his injury and talk about that. And They're didn't big sports fans. Doctor Chuck work on your hand at one point. You jammed it or something? He did. He did a little bit, and some of his residents did. And um, you know, as pianists and musicians, hand health is very important. We don't want to have to go to the surgeon level, but there's a lot of good information there. They've got great blogs, and the big He's connection you, you, is Peter Martin has good hands. By the way, you can't I mean, see him. You can see him on YouTube. Well, you see no, them, and then you, and then you hear them. Hear them. <laughs> um, but they the theme song I want people to check out check out Chuck and Chris's theme song on the Upper Hand podcast because you might find a little connection with our theme song. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm, I mean, you got you got to you got to dig deep on your own beyond that. But see if you can check out the connection. And a little hint: it's at the beginning of their podcast, every episode, and at the end. So you might want to check out both. Awesome, those. cool. So our bonus for trading bonus tip. Okay, should we do it? Go ahead. Okay, so this is sort of next level. And you got to have the right group of musicians together. But I love to trade free form over form. So what that means is, let's try it a little bit between us. So okay. it means it doesn't have to be four bars. We're going to play I, a blues. I don't know what it means, but we'll, I'm, we're, I'm we're going to play a blues and we're going to go free form and we're going to take it out on this. Okay. Okay. Cool. You'll hear it. Okay. One, two, one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. 